Hello, hello. Before we get into Sister Wives this week, I have to kind of expand on my Instagram poll from the weekend. Thank you all for interacting, messaging. I'll give you the long version since I couldn't really put it all in the story. Last weekend, Leon and I went to a brewery for a very adorable and nerdy meetup for Leon. Now, some background on Leon. He makes keyboards. He does custom keyboards from scratch. I can't really tell you more than that. There's a lot of keyboard building in the house. So we were going to a meetup so people could show off their keyboards and whatnot. And everyone was sitting outside in this beautiful first come first serve little area. Leon asked if he could sit on the opposite side of these two individuals. So two individuals on one side, there were a bunch of keyboards next to them, people that set them up. And then Leon asked if he could just put a couple of his out on the other side. So interestingly, before... I approached them because they were so close to the other folks already putting out their keyboards. I just assumed they came with someone like they were just supporting their significant other. So I figured it wouldn't be a problem if I sat across from them. So I was already going in fully like, oh, they're just going to say it's totally cool. No problem. But I would like to point out you were incredibly kind. Your military background came out. You were like, oh, ma'am, I'm, I'm sorry. Do you mind if I sit on this side? You didn't want to be in their space. I just wanted to make sure it was okay. You asked, and it immediately caught my ear. Fun fact about me, I'm incredibly protective of Leon, and I don't know where it comes from, but as soon as I heard her tone, I was like, well, now I'm in it. (laughs) She said, I didn't come here to be smothered. So I spun around and said, are you saving this table for your friends? Because this is a table of six and there's two people sitting on one side. So, you know, what's wild. They could have they could have totally gotten out of the situation if they just said yes. I know. That's what I'm thinking. Like, why didn't you say, yeah, we're meeting someone. Sorry. And absolutely no questions asked or even not even that. If they didn't want to lie, they could have just said I'd really rather not. I'm uncomfortable with people being this close. If you could sit somewhere, it'd be great. I don't know. Just something more than a sassy response. Anything else would have been better than what she said. You know what's wild? At the bar, they were having a monthly festival. Mm -hmm. And it just happened to line up at the same time we were there. Mm -hmm. So there was a ton of people at this bar. But the way they were reacting... I don't even think they were there for that festival. No, there's no if, way. And also the anything, festival was on the other side, if you noticed. So and they if were anything, not there. this was a double down of annoyance of her because one, <laughs> that festival's going down and I have all these randoms messing with keyboards sitting very close to me. I think she was very overwhelmed. In defense of the keyboard people sitting next to her and I made sure to check this. They were not over the border of the table. They had the entire six-person table to themselves. There was not an inch of their stuff over. For sure. If you're a longtime listener, you know that I'm working on my patience because my normal reaction is to punk them immediately. (laughs) Ask them if they're sitting on the table. They don't respond. They keep saying mean things to Leon. And then I just go, you know, this would have gone a lot better if you were just nice. If you just had a nice response to when he asked you. She rolls her eyes and proceeds to say, I did ask nice. 
And I was like, well, all right, that's the end of this. There's no no reason to continue on. Leon sat somewhere else, which happened to be actually a way better spot. It all worked out. But it's Ellie, fine. No, no, but Ellie uh, did not let it end there. You, you just had to bring that up. <laughs> Again, we're working on patience, people, but I still have, I'm still working on it. In a sort of power move, I decided that I'm going to sit directly across from them at the other table, just facing them. Just mean mugging. A little bit. I was eating my food. I was hanging out. I was sure. enjoying myself. I was writing my Instagram poll. Sure, sure. <laughs> but then they left like two minutes later. And then people sat there and it was oh, great. They were, they were peer pressured. It was too much. They just had a bounce. But the thing that bugged me the most is when she told me I didn't expect to be smothered. I didn't come here to be smothered. Yeah. And I'm just like, yes, but you did come to a bar on a popular Saturday. In the... F- also, it was the kickoff of, it's not Oktoberfest yet, but it was their weekend kickoff. So like there were so many things happening at this bar. And, and mind you, here in the Northwest, we cherish nice weather in the fall. <laughs> it was a beautiful day. Like there's just too many things that just didn't equate for what she thought this bar visit was going to be like. Yeah. Like if you needed an intimate setting, like this wasn't it. The only other thing that bugged me was that this was my very first time going to this meetup. And that was my, a part of the experience. It was kind of, it was a bummer, but it had nothing to do with the meetup itself, which was incredible and met really cool people. But that was just odd to experience that. I know, like right at the beginning, I was like, ah, that sucks. But whatever, everyone had a great time. It was fun. And also the next day, Leon kicked off marathon season by running a half marathon. Yeah, I finished at the blazing time of two, (laughs) uh, half marathon, by the way. Two hours and 38 minutes. It was great. You were right in the middle of the pack. No, uh, thank you for bringing it up because I actually checked. This is my second half marathon ever. I've run one marathon and this is my second half marathon. In 2021, I ran the exact same race. I actually ran it in two hours and 18 minutes. So I was actually 20 minutes slower. But as longtime listeners might know, I have torn my left ACL four times. And this past October, November mm-hmm. was my most recent uh, event. <laughs> tear. <laughs> the happening, <laughs> the tear. The incident. So it's been just under, I think I had surgery like October 15th. Was it October 15th? It was or November. November it was right before it was like Thanksgiving. Mid-November. Okay. So it's like barely under a year. And I'm pretty proud of myself for getting that time coming back. I got to do it with my brother, which was incredible. I think that was his first half marathon. Yeah. It was good. Um, it Ellie, was fun. Ellie was there to support. I I'm always my... the cheerleader. Yep, I'm yep. support team. Do you need gummies? Do you for need sure. gel? It was a great time. Great weather. Couldn't have asked for a better day. This one, I really wanted it to be special, at least during the race with my brother and I. I really wanted us to be together. And actually, I looked at the stats. I actually did. I wanted to be the big brother thing. And like I let him finish in front of me. So in the stat lines, mm-hmm. like he's actually like one second faster than me oh really interesting mm. that's actually the the time is tied but in pace they make it seem like he's one second faster so he finished ahead of me adorable anyway that was really cool to do but if he decides to do another one with me i might tell him like yo <laughs> you're taking I, off <laughs> i'm gonna try to go fast oh and we have friends doing the chicago marathon this weekend so it's it's marathon season marathon season I will timestamp this in case no one cares about any of this. <laughs> Sorry, we haven't done 
a random episode in a while. So I it's know. like that energy has been building up inside of us. It to, really has. Right? So every now and then we'll do what we call like a random episode. And it's just like life updates, what we've been up to, things that bother us. I don't know, just our life in the past couple months. And we haven't done this since probably June. We need to do one because I need to talk about the end of wedding season. We went to a couple more weddings. Lots of controversial opinions about that. Oh, the attire alone could be a... And I'm not I'm not being hard on what anyone wears except for this one thing. I'll talk about it later. I won't bore you all with it now. <laughs> Just little things in life, which I think are always fun. That's one of my favorite things on podcasts, personally, is I like hearing about the people and I like people's stories and life. So I love documentaries so much. And so, I don't know, maybe people will be interested in that as well. But for now... Should we just go right into Sister Wives? Definitely. I've heard mixed opinions on this episode. And I think it boils down to this episode wasn't the greatest, but these sit downs need to happen. These Mm -hmm. conversations. Well, one, because we want them to happen, right? We want these folks to be sitting down and talking about these hard or these very hard topics. But here's the thing with that. They need to happen with everyone present. They can't oh. happen with who you feel safe with. I'm doing the the finger snaps. Like <laughs> we've talked about this so many times and it is sad because realistically, unless TLC gave these folks a boatload of money, they are never going to be in the same room again. They should be willing to give that money though with how big the show is this season. It's weird because yes, I want that. But I also don't want Cody and Robin just banking all this money. Good point. It's a weird thing. It's the same I, reason we won't get a cameo from Cody. Yeah, it, it, it's a weird thing because I love watching this show. And yes, Cody is the villain. Well, Cody and Robin, mm-hmm. in, our, in our opinions, are the villains. And that is a part of what makes this show so exciting. But I also am like, fuck you. I don't want to give you any money. <laughs> Now, I really like this episode. While me and you made a bet before the show started that I said there's going to be under three scenes. You said over three scenes. You won. But even though it was very minimal, I think the content was still good and the editing is so shady. I loved it. It makes it so much better to hear Robin say, well, you know, Christine just ruined him. And then her in the next breath go, but I, I don't know anything about anyone else's relationship. They've been doing that this season way more than I remember any other previous season. And again, I think because in the past, and I'm talking about like way in the past, like mm-hmm. maybe the first 10 seasons, I just don't think we're as focused on imagining the downfall of this family. So maybe that shady editing, we just don't notice it as much, but mm-hmm. it is Maybe it is present. And again, we put it on the back burner because we have things to cover and Mm -hmm. we have maps coming up, but we're going to continue the rewatch. And I think we will notice more things like that in our rewatch. We covered season one and two recently, and it's so good. Maybe at the end of the season, I'll republish our season one episodes. Sure. Just so people don't have to like go back and look at them. So we're starting out the episode with Christine and Janelle going to lunch. Spoiler, Salsa Brava. I'm amazed because when we watch other shows, for example, Married at First Sight, because it is, well, you are getting married, but it's essentially also a two-month dating experiment. Mm -hmm. They tend to do different events or go to different restaurants. It's, I dislike 
that we're going to the exact same scene for any conversation. You can't tell me because at this point, the outsider looking in, in my mind, there's like one restaurant in Flagstaff. (laughs) There is like, that's my opinion being formed watching this show. Like there's no other restaurants that would have agreed for you to film into, or is production too lazy to do the legwork of like, yo, can we film in here? We'll we'll shout out your name, hopefully bring business to your establishment. I think that's what it is because it is a partner of Fat Olives, which is what was the highlighted restaurant in seasons past. So it's just easier to work with a partner. The same people you've worked with. And they just happen to only have two restaurants. Yeah. Christine asks Janelle how her talk with Cody went. Janelle says it was non-productive as always, running in circles and nothing really came of it. Janelle does reveal she went and talked to Nancy, the old family therapist. And I, my first reaction was, no, not Nancy. Like nothing came of that. You guys went to Nancy for so many years and nothing happened. And look where the family is now. But you brought up a very good point. It's because they don't, they didn't do anything there. They didn't want to be there. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't matter what professional you go to if you don't do the exercises or do the work it's just like things are going in one ear and out the other and that's echoed by what christine said an episode or two ago about how they would all go to family therapy and she was very honest about the favoritism about robin about cody specifically to them to their face and they would essentially just say no it's not like that they're basically just shutting her down yeah so there was no there was no way to improve if someone doesn't want to I don't know what the community's opinion is of Nancy, but that was my initial thought. No, that's right. I mean, I think that's more accurate than mine of like, no, see where you're at. It meant nothing. Which is interesting because in a future conversation, someone mentions that they're scared of change. Mm -hmm. But even with the relationship expert you see, you kind of stick to what you know, right? It's easier to go with what you know versus finding a new professional or finding a new person to speak you know to talk about this and is nancy still in vegas so did she go all the way to vegas maybe because that's where hunter and logan is visited them saw nancy who knows could have been a virtual call oh maybe also just a quick side note the way notes were taken were very chaotic for this episode because we had so many quick back and forth mary and janelle christine cody all these things so i ended up putting my notes kind of by conversation so we'll just knock out all of christine and janelle's and kind of mary and robin's a little bit later janelle reveals that cody has not taken any action and it's been one month since they met they talk about how cody just strings people along and it's so exhausting janelle is struggling because she has affection for cody but she needs something different Now, at this point in the conversation, it was kind of interesting how Christine was talking very generally about traveling for the holidays, turns around, makes sure the waitress is gone and says, "Okay, like we're back. We can gossip. Why is that? Is that because the conversation would get out before the show? My initial we love a conspiracy, right? Yeah. My initial conspiracy was that the waitstaff at Salsa Brava passes notes to Cody somehow (laughs) or yeah I mean that's the only thing that could happen because it's really easy to to send a text that says hey your two blonde haired wives are here or something I don't think he's in that good it's not but it's just a funny 
conspiracy that for me to just go by. They're all under like the payroll of, of Bottle Monkey. I think Janelle and Christine, I think they tone it down so much for the show. Yeah. I think they gossip and talk mad shit all the time. I think mostly Christine. Uh, Janelle I think Janelle it. was holding back because of the cameras. Mm-hmm. I would imagine maybe uh, definitely not as much as Christine, but I think Janelle is right there with her. Probably. And in this scene, Christine says like four times about how not attracted she is to Cody. We've mentioned in previous episodes where we do feel like Christine's being over the top or being a little extra. Yeah, just a little extra. And even now, it's almost like if I was Janelle, I'd be like, I get it. You hate Cody. You got divorced. Like. (laughs) It's cool. I'm cool with it. Like, you don't have to sell me on it. I think he's a piece of shit as well. Like, can we can we move on? I wonder if she still talks about it, even though she's about to be married. I doubt it, right? I think where she is now in the present, she's probably definitely just over it. That's my past. It's so hard because truly so young. It's like you can't really, you can't do that completely. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm sure the shit talk towards Cody has probably gone down now that she's moving on and you can live a happy life with your future husband. Christine asked Janelle, if Cody changed, would you want a full marriage again? Janelle says she doesn't know that he's so different. She says it doesn't work for me anymore. Janelle talks about how there's been no abuse, no neglect, but that she doesn't want to be married anymore. And I would really like to rebuttal that no neglect portion. I, I feel like there was a lot of neglect. Just because at the time you didn't have a lot of needs, you didn't have you didn't have a need for a lot of attention, I should say. He still couldn't even meet your standards at that point. And at the bare minimum, he was an awful friend. Yeah, I think in this way, it's almost like you're trying to convince yourself that what is going on is okay. Mm-hmm. Or has been okay. Yeah. In a talking head, Cody says that he calls Janelle regularly. Lie. I don't believe that. Number one. But he goes on to say that she's not interested in a relationship with Robin or Mary. And that just doesn't work for me. What is Robin doing to show that she wants a relationship with any of these women? I think it's easy for Robin to say she wants a relationship with them. But there's never been enough action for me to think that's actually true how does cody just believe her no action at all no instances of her trying to be a good sister wife cap in hand when where show me there's actually we'll we'll hear about it here in a little bit in another sit down but with with cody and robin it's almost like if someone is talking down their significant other being cody and robin Mm -hmm. they are not comfortable with that. I mean, this goes back to the definition of true soulmates. They're ride or dies, Mm -hmm. Bonnie and Clyde. (laughs) I think they get really uncomfortable when you're talking down on their chosen one, whether it's Cody not accepting that Robin's ever done anything wrong Mm -hmm. or Robin not accepting when someone chooses to divorce her husband because frankly, he's a POS. Yeah. And that's their opinion. And she's of the opinion of like, no, he's this amazing man. I think it makes them really uncomfortable. 
They ride so hard for each other, even when, I mean, we saw a glimpse of it with Mary and Robin. I, it's, it's there. They do not let other people talk down about their partner. Cody says he wants the marriage with Janelle to thrive for the sake of the children. He does not want to break up. The children you neglect and didn't buy Christmas gifts for or even call or text during well, the holidays. It's interesting. When they sat down and talked, Janelle mentions it's been six weeks. Like you have not contacted Savannah at yes. all. And he had no response. Mind you, we don't actually know. Did he immediately after that sit down contact Savannah? Did it take more time after that sit down? What did? I mean, six, you're almost at two months. Like mm-hmm. how long... Excuse me, how much time passed before you contacted Savannah in any way? The disrespect. I mean, it, it's <laughs> terrible. It, it's, it's too easy to break down. And it's just when you're talking about how important these relationships are and keeping this family together, I was like, you can't even do the basic thing of reaching out to your child. The bare minimum. Janelle talks about how it's okay to grow and change, and sometimes your partner comes along and sometimes they don't. And that is also kind of going back to what she said about there's no abuse, there's no neglect. Like, you can still get a divorce because you want something else, because that person is not meeting your needs anymore, because you've just grown apart. Like, it's okay. You don't have to have these grand reasons. And this is where I'm kind of torn. Yes, Janelle has one foot out the door, but in the preview, we see she's so happy to be with him. But in this case, she says she can't think of any reason she would want to come back to Cody at this point. Something else they mentioned, they probably mentioned a little bit further in the conversation, but they joke about they'll always be sister wives Mm -hmm. and, oh, even if we remarry, like we'll still be sister wives. I'll have to get over it. I'm like, how are you jokingly talking about remarrying and still being sister-wise, but you're not fully out yet with Cody? Like In my mind, my opinion, I think Janelle is totally done. Like, sure, they might have a nice scene or whatever, but we're, thankfully, we're jumping so much time that maybe this is, I mean, again, we've seen Cody and Mary have a friendly car scene in the past, mm. but they're nowhere near getting back together. So the fact that we're seeing a Janelle with Cody scene, having a nice scene in the car, whatever, to me, that means nothing. I think it's a little deeper than with Mary and Cody because Cody actually does still care, allegedly, in some way about Janelle. I think Janelle logically is done with Cody. When she thinks about it, when she sits down, when it's just herself, she's like, yes, I don't want this. I'm done. I'm moving on. There's no reason for this. But... I think her heart is still very attached to Cody. She still has affection. She still has feelings for him. Sure. And so it's much easier to logically say all of these things and be done, but she still loves him. No, to that point, I think what, what I think is more likely with Janelle is that we still have a young child together. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to be this person's friend. I'm not going to be their enemy. Yeah. So in my eyes, this could just be a scene between friends. That's true. Even though, I mean, Cody's like in the preview jokes around is like, am I going to get to kiss you like a first date? It's funny. It's sometimes funny how immature they are yeah. with dating and talking about sex and all these other topics that are usually folks are, well, maybe non-fundamental folks are comfortable talking about mm-hmm. and to see how, how childish they get with these topics. 
If this man is not calling you, do not let him kiss you. That's just a good rule to follow. Cannot pay attention to you or your children together. Don't let him kiss you. In a talking head, Robin says that she doesn't know anything going on between Cody and Janelle. Hang on to this later. We'll discuss this many times. But she says he doesn't tell her much, but she knows that he doesn't like what she has to say. Meaning, figure it out. Figure it out with Janelle. Figure it out with Mary. I don't believe that for a second. I think they're just little gossip girls in their big old mansion, just crap talking all the other wives. I can't believe that because your stance is that if you were to talk with Cody, you would tell him that you have rocky relationships and you guys need to work this out, work out your issues, get back together, whatever. Why wouldn't that happen with Mary? Yeah. Like, I don't think, I don't believe that for a second. And also, why doesn't she couple Mary in those talks? I don't know. Now, one of my favorite scenes in this entire episode is here when Janelle says that the hardest thing to get over is the whole idea that Robin is a victim. She says that she always wanted separate care for her kids, which all of us viewers always viewed as a line in the sand, a separation. I mean, so much can be attributed to that action alone. Janelle talks about how you treat Robin is how good of a sister wife you are or you're not. She says that Robin plays this weird card where she just forgets everything or doesn't know. And that's her M.O. And Cody is constantly defending her. Janelle continues and says that anything you say to Robin is considered cross and abusive. I love this version of Sister Wives. When someone gets on a rant like this, they are, they have a lot bottled up. Mm -hmm. And I feel like so much of the truth is coming out in these moments, which again, it's almost like we've been bamboozled for so many Mm -hmm. seasons of this great family, happy, yada, yada. But now this is what everyone was dealing with for so long that we're just never made aware of. Well, for the most part, yes, we knew there was issues and they had counseling sessions, but no one ever outwardly said like Robin is the queen and like, you're not going to talk bad about the queen. Exactly. And I love the confirmation of like fan theories being correct. Like this had, we all have our theories about when we think it went downhill or what was a turning point and we're getting a lot of confirmation now. Looking back at it now, I wonder if, if the first three wives, and this is probably why it was important for Robin to get Mary on her side. If the first three wives formed a strong union against the unfairness towards Robin, it would have probably set this family up better for the future, at least to get fair time with Cody and fair time with their children with Cody. Well, really it's all their children, but you get what I'm saying. And it was probably very smart of Robin to get Mary on her side early in the relationship. Do you mean if all three wives were on the same page as far as forming an alliance against them, basically? Okay, I see. Yeah, no, it was all in her cards to get Mary on her side. And essentially, that was her ally. And she's played her this whole time. She has played her for 10 years. That has never been her friend. It's kind of all to think about if you wanted evidence of a fake friend, like you could rewatch this show and see the Robin mary dynamic it's so sad and mary's hanging on to that friendship for no reason another point on that 
Janelle mentions that there was always this divide with Robin or like they weren't let in. Mm-hmm. And she makes the example of the childcare, mm-hmm. the nanny. And at one point, now you can tell, I think this bugged maybe every wife but Mary. Yeah. But I think in some ways they let it be known that it bugged them. But in others, and when Janelle says, and that's fine, if that's what you need, like, mm-hmm. that's okay. But I'm like, but in your situation, is it? Is it really fine? Because you have this whole family dynamic and how it works and the benefits. And one of the main benefits, which Mary, in I think it might have been season one, episode one, says, like, God forbid anything ever happened to me. I Because she mentions about her sister, right? Mm-hmm. I have sister wives that would raise my child in a manner that I would be happy with and, yeah. you know, respected and all that good stuff. It seems so important in their culture. And for that to be taken away from a sister wife, you're, you're basically pushing them away. That means I don't, I don't trust you with my children. That's exactly where I was going, going to go. Robin has never trusted this family with her kids. Like, could you imagine if your brother didn't trust you with his kid? Like, that would be so awkward. It would be. It's so insulting. I think they, I don't think, yes, Janelle's being more honest, which is incredible, but I don't think they've really shown the extent that it impacted their relationship. And even then, another point, we always essentially talk shit about Robin burning money or like, she has never made money for the mm-hmm. family. She's only spent. But there's a pro and con here. You must have been paying this. I mean, the nanny was always a family member, right? Like, you must have been paying this person, unless you have this adult that's somehow watching your kids for free, which I highly doubt. Well, they've all been related to them, except in Flagstaff. There's that mystery nanny. Sure. Her and her husband that sure. come over. I guess there's this other way of thinking about it as... You're this family, you're making good money on TLC, and you're providing a salary for another human, which is like very cool to do and, you know, support. But again, your family dynamic, it's just really weird to do that. And kind of going off of that, there was a recent Reddit post, per usual, I never know if I'm supposed to say screen names or not, but they talked about how when they were in the rentals in Vegas... How Gwen and Peyton were playing with Robin's kids Mm -hmm. and she at one point really annoyingly just said, okay, you guys need to go home now because it's going to be our dinner time. Why can't the kids eat? Why can't the kids come over for dinner? Those are supposed to be just like your kids. No, didn't you mention at one point Gwen made a statement about Solomon or one of, yeah, Solomon was going to be a blood brother. Well, this is going to be our first sibling that's actually blood because Robin's kids. I mean, she just said it as a matter of fact, as it's just a fact like this is going to be a blood related sibling. She wasn't discounting the fact that it wasn't like saying Robin's kids are not her siblings. That's what I mean. Sure, sure, sure. She's just saying that I share blood with these this upcoming kid. Mm -hmm. And And she was a child when she said this. Let's be clear. I guess Robin freaks out and she's crying and she's saying, those are your like siblings, right? Well, they were all in the van together. She slammed on the brakes, stopped the car in the middle of the road, cried and turned to Gwen and said, these are your siblings. It's like, you can't have it both ways. You can't say that 
but then you're kicking a kid out at dinner time. Like that's yeah. your kid. So you should feed them like a parent. I mean, or being annoyed and saying, you know, all the kids come over and go through my cabinets. Logan eats all my leftovers. She puts a note on the fridge saying, ask for food. I can't imagine that. I can't imagine having the kiddos over and saying, you need to ask me if you want food. That's weird. And these are supposed to be like your children. Isn't that the whole thing? Like these are your four moms. These are all of the children. The fact that they were so comfortable doing that, that means with the original three moms, they were comfortable doing that. Yeah. Another thing Gwen said was how in Vegas that Robin was the only house that had like a yard and a playground in her yard. And it was very inviting, but she would never, ever go over there to play unless the other kids were over there playing. Like she was never welcome. She was very intimidated by Robin. Absolutely would not go over there. Which is strange. You think owning a cul-de-sac, you would basically, it would be like, I don't even know, like. Toy Story Land or something in your neighborhood like you own the neighborhood and that's how it should have been but Cody and Robin made it their little love nest and no one else was allowed in I guess what we're getting at is there's so many examples where they're trying to sell it sell us on wanting this larger family and for everyone to get together but then we've had so many instances like we just described where that's clearly not true mm-hmm. there has been evidence against your points it's infuriating to see robin cry every week about how her ideal life was stolen from her and how she doesn't know these people and she was tricked and an absolute lie good old she-ra says that she (laughs) that she didn't have issues with her sister wives She says this whole story about me turning them against Cody is bogus and they need to stop talking about me and deal with their own issues. Now, it's funny how a truth is actually a lie. Now, plainly, I don't think Robin was like, I'm turning you against them. No, it's not going to happen like that. No, what's going to happen is you can't be away from our kids, our tenders, Mm -hmm. the chicken tenders. You basically hogging the husband and taking him away from the other wives, not so much turning him against, you know, turning people against each other, but you are restricting access, which in a way is now creating feelings, jealousy, these opinions from these other wives. So now they're essentially turning against him because like you're not spending time with my children. You're not spending time with me. So yes, Robin, you're not plainly saying I'm turning you against, you you know, (laughs) other people. No, but your actions contributed to where you are now in this current state of your family. Her actions are having a direct reaction and she refuses to see that in any capacity. Christine talks about how one of her biggest frustrations was when she would have family parties and Cody was just a guest. He would never help but he would always help Robin. And again, it kind of goes back to what she said last season. It's so hard to go over there because you can see them being in a functional, happy marriage. That would be such an interesting vibe to have a birthday party for your child and your husband's there, but it doesn't feel like he's like another head of this household. Yeah. He's, he's visiting He's probably asking where the forks are because he has no idea. Mm -hmm. 
He's asking where the plates are, whatever. But then, and also not a part of any of the planning process at all. No, and probably not helping clean or make anything or set things up. And the folks listening, you know what a participating partner looks like, right? Mm -hmm. They're, 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 They're a team. They're splitting duties. One's helping the other. Ellie's looking at me with side eyes, <laughs> right? One's they're cleaning as they go. They're they're communicating. Uh, clearly, there's been a plan, especially for something like a kid's birthday party, right? Like you really need help. Like there's a lot going on. Yeah, and it's like uh, your splitting kids sh- together, splitting chaperoning <laughs> duties. Kids are on like the water slide over there. We need adults. Someone's like barbecuing, right? Mm-hmm. Someone's inside chopping whatever, getting charcuterie boards ready. Like there's a <laughs> lot. I mean, right? That's probably more than two people, but there's a lot of things going on. And it would be fascinating to see that at Robin's and Cody's like, boom, 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 help here. Switch Mm -hmm. over there. I'm on the grill cooking. And Christine's like, he doesn't do any of this. Like he's just a party guest at her house. She's probably thinking, what the fuck am I witnessing here? Mm, That you want to talk about a divide that would piss me off. And I mean, again, Mary only had Leon. So I mean, that's a rare occurrence for one time a year, right? For a birth, something like a birthday. Yeah. But you can tell Christine was keeping receipts because even if something was going down in Janelle's, she must have had that same feeling of, oh, yeah, this is how it's like when I host birthdays. But when Robin hosts birthdays, it's totally different. I'm very curious about Mary, though, because while she had one child, she did love to host. And that was her big reason of having all these big houses. It's so that everyone can kind of count that as the main house where family gatherings happen. So I'm curious, like in her Vegas rental, she had a big one. That was her reason. Did Cody help in that sense? Because the relationship was still okay-ish at that point? I just wonder, even if we check the tapes and we go back, I just think Cody did such a job of being the salesman mm-hmm. that we're, we probably wouldn't, we wouldn't see that. But I mean, so many times we saw it like the wives were the only ones going to stores to shop yeah. for like event stuff. Like Cody's not there. Well, even thinking back to, I believe it's season one or two that we just covered. Logan was doing all the dishes and then they show Cody doing the dishes at Robin's house. Interesting. So insulting. Like, let this kid be a kid. Yeah. Then you want to say, okay, yeah, but Logan's getting older. So they're probably getting him on responsibilities. Mm. And then I go back to the same thing I mentioned with truly and Solomon being almost the same age. I'm like, okay, but did Robin's kids have those responsibilities? No, absolutely not. The proper age where Logan was. No, 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 no. So again, it's the nanny. It's, it's the nanny does that. Totally different. I am so fascinated to, to see what happens with Robin's children and their future. I can't even predict it. I just think everyone's going to be home for a very long time. I just think the longer they're home or I don't know. I just think the longer they don't, you know, spread their wings and fly. Mm -hmm. It's just going to keep building up the just the opinions the community has. Also the resentment of the other kids. Well, yeah, the resentment there, too. But. Most, most of the other kids, like they're doing their thing as adults. Mm-hmm. They have jobs, they have degrees, they've moved away. Mm-hmm. Like they're doing pretty good. It just sucks that all of that is not due to the kids. It's due to Robin, meaning her children. True, true. So I, I just wonder what their future has in store. 
We then get a flashback again, because every episode we're going to get a flashback of the argument. Granted, it was like the most action in 18 seasons, (laughs) but we see a flashback again. Janelle talks about how she was a little bit emotional right after, but soon after that, she felt like it was a weight lifted off her shoulder. Janelle says that she doesn't want Cody at her house, but she's also not interested in any type of relationship with any other guy. He would have to essentially fall from the heavens right in front of her with big arrows for her to essentially even look that way. I cannot wait for the tell-all where I hope they play this scene to everyone and we hear their, you know, essentially their reactions. Robin will be flabbergasted. Because realistically, it's, it's pretty disgusting. How so? Just the way they were talking to each other. The disrespect towards each other. Oh, you mean the initial argument? The initial argument. The initial argument. I think hearing their reactions to that is going to be fascinating. I want them to play it for Robin and be like, oh, Robin, has he ever spoken to you like this? No, Robin's going to say something like, oh, Janelle made him do that. It's so out of character. She gaslit him into it. (laughs) I mean, you know, something like that. And I just think Christine's going to be fascinating because she's going to upsell it so good. She'll be, like, be mad. She'll be like, try to tell you guys, can't be in love with someone like that. Yeah, it's going to be very, I think, surprising for everyone to see. And honestly, if it's not surprising, that's actually worse. That is worse. That is worse. Christine brings up the fact that Janelle cried when she left the family, but that Janelle's not crying over Cody. I noted she said it about three times. <laughs> it was one of her little extra moments, but it's fine. It's a it, fact. Isn't it interesting that... The way they're constructed, if you decide to get divorced, they almost make it sound like you're excommunicado. Like mm-hmm. you're, you still share so many kids. Like you're still in this family. You're just not married. I just, but you're not in the family. That's the thing. Well, well in tr- all, if we're thinking of it, Robin and Cody aren't in the family either. <laughs> true. And man, even if you think about it now, what is the family? Oh, it is it's nothing like that anymore. Ex- that doesn't exist. No, it is four families. That doesn't exist. Yeah, you have the, the, pot, Three, excuse of, me. the pot of Mary, the pot of Christine, Janelle, Janelle mm-hmm. even though they kind of form like a little mini family. Yeah. And you have Cody and Robin. Like it's, it's nothing of what you think it is. And the fact that anyone on this show, Robin, thinks <laughs> there's a way to salvage the situation they are so, they, it's, I don't want to say it's impossible. I mean, now in the present, we know that, you know, pretty much everyone left, but the state they're in, there is no way they could recover unless you had, I think I mentioned it to you while you're watching it. They would need like the show intervention, like an intervention <laughs> level of help, but not just like a, a one time sit down with your family and tell tell you how much we love you. You like you need multiple sessions, multiple sessions to save this family. And that's never going to happen. It's never going to so. happen. We see Cody sitting on his throne of pilled logs, drinking his hydro flask. Cody says he and Janelle met for lunch after the argument, but that he hasn't talked to her in six weeks. He says that Janelle is enjoying herself too much without him. You know, the way that was worded was odd because they didn't talk for six weeks after the argument. Then they had the lunch. So does that mean from this point, they also haven't talked in another six weeks? That's how I took it, but it was a little confusing. 
I think the way we're reading it is actually probably what went down. I know, which is sad. Considering he was like, oh, yeah, we'll go to therapy. We'll work on it. And Janelle called it. She was like, he's not going to so do anything. in three months, you've talked twice? Yep. And Janelle mentioned, I will, I'm really, really, really down to do counseling. And it's, she talked to Nancy. And it, I'm sure Cody's done nothing. Mm-hmm. Just so, kept doing as usual. Again, Janelle, how are you not fully out? Like, he's not doing anything. Love is strange. Along with that very random scene, we got another very random scene of Cody going out to Coyote Pass to ride mini bikes with Aurora and Brianna. I did enjoy that they closed the loop on the mini bikes because sometimes you might see something like, hey, this gift, mini bikes, crazy, but you'll never actually see them be used. So I did enjoy that we actually got to see that. Although I think it was funny that at this point, anytime we go to Coyote Pass and absolutely nothing has happened on that property, yeah. it's just comical. Well, the pond has turned into a riding area. That is the only thing that has touched that pond in probably <laughs> three years. Isn't that crazy to think back on? Like it was a big fight about the pond and like how they're all going to swim there and they need access to it. And it's just Cody and the kids riding in it now. It did look really fun, though. But I do want to bring up the point that Cody was being such a jerk to Janelle, making her ask every sister wife if she can park her RV. Just park it, not do anything else. Just park the RV on their property because it's their property and they need to give permission and all of this stuff. Did he ask those women for permission to tear up the land with mini bikes and four wheelers? Definitely not. No. Definitely not. That's crap. That's absolute crap. Wasn't it a big deal for Janelle to have a like a flat piece of, of land? Yeah. It was like this whole big deal. But he can do whatever he wants with the land, even though technically it's in everyone else's name. He tries to bring up that this will make the kids better drivers when they transfer over to driving. But Brianna and Aurora both already drive, so that's not applicable. And they're the only ones on the mini bikes. So yeah, that like, point doesn't see, matter. You don't see Salt or Ari. No, they're not allowed to. Definitely Which is interesting because there's three bikes, but only one of them was being used. One's for Cody. And then if someone else wants to get on the other one, but definitely not the Littles. The Littles try to convince us at home that they would be just fine, that they can hang on. And like kids as young as five ride mini bikes. So like I have no doubt that they would be fine on it. Fun fact, I used to ride dirt bikes when I was in elementary school and kind of up into middle school. And it definitely did not transfer over into driving a car. I was terrified to drive. It didn't matter. Like, even now, can shift on a motorcycle just fine. Arguably, have no idea how to do it in a car that doesn't transfer my mind. Can't compute. Arguably still bad at driving. Me? Lead foot. I, that doesn't make me a bad driver. I'm a speeder. Great driver. Mm, you got to follow the rules to be a good driver. You know what I'm saying? Mm, you got to use blinkers and stop being on people's butts. Eh, who's got more tickets? I just get caught more than you. <laughs> I really don't even speed like much at all. No, but you're always on people's butts and it scares me. Leave some, leave some room. That's my, that's my big complaint. I go the speed of traffic. So what did you think when Saul and Ari <laughs> were breaking down that they want to convince Robin if they could ride these mini bikes. It sucks that they have to see their siblings and dad have so much fun. And they just, what do they do? Watch from the window like that sucks. 
Yeah, which is so weird. Like, why would you even get these? Like, you have some chicken tenders, so why would you get them a mini bike? Like, why not get them like a a, a four by four or a yurf dog or something with a frame and protection? Why doesn't he get something that the chicken tenders want and like play into their interests? Why is he getting something that he likes and wants? Well, I mean, it's the age old thing of like you're trying to pass that on to your kids. Well, sure, but if their mom doesn't let them ride, what's the point? Now it's just something they can't do and they can watch other people do. I think kind of like what Solomon was saying, you kind of hope that in the end you wear mom down, (laughs) essentially. Yeah. We move on to arguably the meat of the episode with Robin and Mary. Did you notice that Robin was driving Cody's truck? That was the first thing I noticed and I audibly screamed (laughs) because... They, we've seen so many times they arrive in different vehicles. Cody's in one of his trucks or whatever. And then Robin's in like a van. And again, just cementing head B energy, <laughs> driving the husband's truck. And also, do you remember when Janelle wanted to drive the truck because he said, oh, there's no reason to get another truck. And she was like, well, I can drive it. I'll drive it around town. And he said, no, it's. You know, it's not for you. It's not for a soccer mom. And then Robin also came through and said, oh, I heard funny things about Janelle driving big cars. And then Robin is driving Cody's truck. What? It's a power move, though. It really is. And then he's zipping around in his convertible and visor. What really happened is he left with the convertible and she's like, oh, I get to take the truck out. I guess. I'm surprised she can drive it, honestly. Well, it's not bad. Her turning's probably terrifying. No. She barely turns. <laughs> it's funny, man. Those big trucks, they have they have everything you need, man. Power, view. I I don't like turning. I feel like I can't see. Robin and Mary go into Mary's home, which I was very excited about. We are inside. We are not outside by the fire. Mary tells Robin that she has called her over to give her an update on her life. She kind of takes the really long way, roundabout way of saying she is half moving, I guess you could say. Mary talks about how she's trying to make it all work together, that she's going to be moving out of this house, moving her business to Parowan, and downsizing her house here in Flagstaff. Robin says, I'm double checking. This is home, right? This is going to stay home. Mary clarifies that longer chunks of time will be spent in Parowan and that she will come back when she's needed. At one point, Mary mentions that she's really not liking what I'm putting down. Mm -hmm. But my counter argument to that is, well, she's not liking it. And she's also confused because you're doing such a roundabout way of telling someone that you're moving or your main residence is moving. Yeah. Like I give a lot of crap to Robin, always acting confused, not know what's going on, all of this stuff. But in this case, Mary isn't doing a great job of just being direct and And say what's happening. I'm also not a fan that, yes, I get it. You're moving your business, but she's almost using that as a camouflage to lessen the blow of my main residence is moving. I am not going to be living here primarily anymore. But I honestly don't think she knows that yet. Like in for herself, this is her baby step. This is her testing the waters. I think even for herself, she doesn't think she's moving permanently from Flagstaff. A few things. 
in the future, I am interested to see, because she says she's still going to have an address and a property mm-hmm. in Flagstaff, probably another rental. Yeah, she'll downsize. I'm curious what downsizing looks like for Mary. Yeah, because she's always had these huge houses. So is downsizing still like five, six bedrooms, maybe just not as much land. I don't know. I'm also very curious of why now. After so many years, why now have you decided to create space to temporarily spend times away from the family, if you want to call it that? We mentioned it before. I think Christine gave them the blueprint or Christine showed them there is a life after Cody. Yeah. You can you can live after Cody. I think that and I think a small part also is how the holidays were handled. She offered her house as the neutral zone and it was not taken up. She got to spend sure Christmas Eve there, but she didn't get as much family time. She Mm -hmm. was not told about second Christmas that the kiddos were going to spend the night over there. Well, we were talking about this earlier where it seems like the light bulbs for Mary are kind of like turning on. Yes, love to see it. She's witnessing or things are being confirmed like these folks are full of shit. Like in one way they say they're trying to have this family and put things together, but I'm giving them the opportunity to have those moments with the family and they basically turned it down and they also don't include me in their family events. Yeah, I think so. I think Robin was a really bad friend in this relationship, too, because at one point, Mary starts tearing up and crying and she's talking about how she's scared. She's scared of change and the unknown, which is very natural. And Robin just kind of sits there with her little hands crossed and like giving nothing. She's just there's just nothing. Yeah, it's not a way I would expect a friend to respond when they're being told like I'm going to be moving away and I'm scared like that's there's just nothing now this is the instance where Mary mentions like why she's scared right your fear the fear of change Mm -hmm. and I think that was a great example of why or another piece of why so many folks have stayed for so long for example even Janelle I'm sure Janelle is also scared of change and Mary confirming that, I mean, that's that's a big thing in someone's life, especially if it's such a drastic change as admitting to divorce this man and this family of almost 30 years. Mm-hmm. Mary wonders what will happen to Robin and her kids and the possibility of what could happen between her and Cody. So still in the back of her mind, there's that seed, there's that glimmer of hope that she hangs on to, that she focuses her whole life around. She's very concerned about how this move will be perceived. And she's worried that Cody will say, well, there she goes. She's leaving and kind of blame her. Mary thinks that at some point that Cody's going to realize this is something he has committed to and wants him to work on the relationship. I go so back and forth. Like I can see Mary waking up. I can see her calling out Robin on her crap. And then she says something like this. And I'm like, oh, you're still so in love with Cody. Also, one of my favorite parts this episode, Mary talks about how in the last two years, she's been on her own. Robin has not reached out many times at all. And she says, if she wants me here, she needs to let me know. I wish there was a count. What does that tell you? 
Like how often do you think they've communicated? Um, Holidays and birthdays only. I would agree. I would also say some of those are probably missed. Yes, I agree. I bet she wasn't invited to some of them. It's still amazing and partly mind-blowing of how much or the lack of communication between this family that lives in the same town. Not city. Town. Down the street. Like, how do you just not run into each other? Like, we run into your mom at the grocery store. (laughs) Uh, That's just amazing to me. It's just so wild how Robin can, again, always play the victim. Cody is always defending her. She wants a relationship with her sister wives. She wants to grow old with them. And you have the one person in your corner, the one person that has been faithful to you, that has been your sister wives for 10 years. Like, the math isn't, isn't adding up. You do nothing and you don't cherish that. And you just string her along just like Cody is stringing her along. You want someone in your life, I mean, till death, that you can't even text or call? Yep. That you have no actual friendship with. There's only the connection of Cody. Now, yes, we're saying Mary is waking up, but in my opinion, it's just, I'm happy for her. It's fantastic. But it's it's like the slowest crawl. If someone didn't ping me in like two years, I'm like, I mean, are we really friends? Like, yo, yeah. you haven't talked to me in two years. And to counter that, like, I also haven't talked to you in two years. So how much of friends are we? And it just sucks that like Mary has this huge play background and toys and everything. And it's not like Robin's ever coming over there to have lunch and letting the kids run around or even the other way around. There's just nothing. There's no relationship. Robin says that she's just gone inside herself because all the stuff going on with the family. That's not an excuse. That can be an excuse for a little bit, but you can't tell me that's been going on for two years. And you expect this person who has been in limbo for 10 years to just hang around. Something I just thought of when you mentioned the playground and having lunch over at Mary's and Mm -hmm. kiddos coming over. Something that I've never noticed from the Browns. Sometimes when you have like a grandma or an aunt that's like not really an aunt, but Mm -hmm. they you're the parents are just so close with this person that they're basically an aunt and an uncle, Mm -hmm. but sometimes they're given nicknames. Yeah. Like, I mean, grandma's it's like Nana or Gma or what? Mm -hmm. Like they have, everyone has these nicknames and yeah, it's just a nickname, but it kind of shows like how close this person is to me. Cause like not everyone is getting these nicknames. Mm -hmm. Like I don't just give these out to people. It's fascinating that, And I'm thinking about this. How do Robin's kids or other Brown kids reference these sister wives? Like, but way in the past, you'd have like mom one, mom two or whatever. But does Mary have a alternate mom nickname? Do they just say, hi, Miss Mary? Like, what do they say to Mary when they're greeting? And I'm saying that to show that's the type of relationship they have. Is this... A family friend that I know as Mary? Is this my other mom? Is this mom too? I feel like I've only ever heard the kids call the parents by their first names, other than like their mom. But but again, wouldn't you think having this kind of dynamic where we are one big family, like that's your mom, that's your mom. 
I feel like I'm only saying this because it shows you how they are just not close. Like you can tell they're not close Mm -hmm. because when you're closer to someone, you usually, you know, like, like your nephew, you know, my nephews, right. Your, your nieces and nephews, like they don't call me Leon. They call me uncle Leon. Yeah. Like that's just a thing that they just naturally do that. I do love that one time you were like, what's her name? And they're like, auntie. And they're like, no, no, no. What's her name? And they're like, auntie. (laughs) The only time I can think of something different that they called the moms was when Robin was pointing to the pictures and teaching her kids like, that's Mama Mary. That's the only time that I can think of it being something different. But that also happened with the older kids from Robin. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we didn't see that with Solomon and Ari ever happening. No, and not I'm at sure all. Because they also feel the way these relationships are going. They probably figured I'm just not going to introduce them to that because the writings on the wall, like it's probably not for the long. Well, no, I think it's because she didn't want to grow any of these relationships. So she was like, what's the point? But That's then fair. she'll just That's cry fair. about it for years. That's later. fair. If she doesn't text you, she's not introducing or making any effort with the kids. Robin says that she's so worried about Cody and Janelle and doesn't know how to let it go. Mary says that he's not who you married. He's not who I married. In her talking head, Mary talks about how she doesn't buy that Cody is lamenting. She does not believe him. And I love it. (laughs) He's not. He's absolutely not. You saw how happy he was. Christmas morning with his kiddos, how happy he was to go get ears pierced. Like he is so happy at Robin's house. I hope folks noticed when Mary is, this is like the lightest version of Mary putting down Cody. Like, oh, he's not the man I married. Mm -hmm. He's not the man you married. When you look at Robin, I know this look. This is a look of you want to be friendly with someone and you're like, half agreeing with them but half of you is like ah but i don't have the same opinion as you but that's okay that is written on robin's face this entire conversation anytime mary is putting down cody she's kind of like "Mm, like i don't agree with that completely like "Mm, okay girl go ahead fully and this is a group this is one of the examples of that Mary asks, why doesn't he want to do anything with me? Why doesn't he want to fix it? And Robin's response is, that's the million dollar question. No. And at one point she says, what's he supposed to do? Yes. That's later on. What? I mean, fucking anything. (laughs) Literally. We've already talked about some like, hey, just communicate with your kids. I thought this part was fascinating. Robin confirms that Cody is not reaching out to Janelle. Which was like, ooh, that's a grain of truth. But then, exactly what you say of defending him. She follows that up with, but she isn't reaching out either. It's like, okay, Robin, your husband sucks and Janelle hates him. Like, what are we, yeah. what are we getting to here? You cannot not blame Ro- Janelle here. She has to. Which is, you know what's fascinating in this sit-down? Okay. In culture, right, there's like brotherhood, sisterhood. There's, there's all these avenues of groups and support. Mm-hmm. You would think with among sister wives, there is a tight bond. Like it is us against the world. We are, we are the ones running this family. The amount that Robin puts down 
I don't want to say other women, but her sister wives yeah. is a little appalling because you should, you should have their back. Yeah. In the next breath, Robin says, why aren't people trying? I mean, you don't even call or text Mary. She's been basically alone for two years following all of your rules to be able to hang out and you don't even call or text. Stop. It's, it's too easy to read. I can't. I mean, there's nothing for me to, to add as input. It's just it's blatantly obvious. I had a friend back in the day that always had a problem with the other military spouses or other women that worked in the squadron. Sure. And that was such a big red flag to me. And what you said just reminded me of that, of how I was just like, mm, I'm going to watch my mouth around you. I don't Nah, We can't trust you fully. I do wonder if Mary giving those little tidbits to Robin. I wonder if Mary was trying to, you know, get a little something out of Robin or get a little bit more information of like, because you're essentially telling her that you're moving away. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, does Cody give a flying fuck? Like, can you give me anything here? Yeah. In true Robin fashion, she plays the blame game and says, what Christine has done has really messed him up. Meaning Cody. She says Christine destroyed his past. What he thought was a functional marriage. She said it was horrible every single minute, every single day. Stories and stories about what she was going through. And I love that Mary said, I don't believe that Christine said that. I believe she had frustrations. And if that's what Cody relayed to Robin, that's not fair. I love that even though there is a strained relationship here. She does not go on to pile on to Christine. But it's odd that you have such strong opinions of something that happened that apparently you're not a direct witness of. But in another breath, which you've already mentioned, is you don't know anything about what's going on in these relationships. Oh, Robin? Yeah, yeah. Robin. In the next breath, Robin says, I wasn't there. I'm explaining what he said, but it was all those years. All of it was hell. So now we're confirming that Cody talks to you about the other relationships. Yeah. And you've only been here 10 years. What about the 20 years without you? You're just, yep, you believe it all. Anything Cody says is gospel. But no, oh, I mean, but she doesn't know anything. That's oh, okay. why this works. I mean, they are a team. They have each other's back. I know. Mary says the complaints don't surprise her. She herself has also had complaints about everyone and everyone has had complaints. Cody pops in and says that he doesn't think Christine was a good fit for polygamy. Oddly enough, I don't think Cody is a good fit for polygamy. Mary asks Robin to be there when she tells Cody that she's moving the business. Robin says, yeah, I'll translate. I speak Cody. If you're OK, why would you need Robin there? Because she knows that she's head wife. She knows that she's the one that runs Cody's life this Family, quote air fingers. But but is do you think Mary is thinking of it as I want Robin there to calm Cody down? Like he won't blow up on me if Robin's there? I think just to be a buffer, yeah. Maybe not calm him down, but just to be someone else there to take the pressure off of her. But I don't think Cody cares. He's not gonna blow up. He might well, to be the victim. That's the only angle I could see him doing. I think it's a mistake because Mary, at this point, should know Robin is not on her side. I know. So if anything, this is going to be, if for, for some reason it turned this way, which again, I don't think so. 
it would be like a two-on-one situation and mm-hmm. Mary would be the one. Yep. I don't think Cody's going to care. In his mind, he's thinking, wow, you're finally doing it. Like, mm-hmm. I was hoping you did this years ago. Or is he going to be like, you left. This is, it didn't work out because you left. Oh, well, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> D- definitely that because even though he says he questions his religion, like, I don't think it's within him to say, just outwardly say, I am getting divorced from you, even though technically him and Mary have already been divorced, but to outwardly say like, I am leaving you as a woman and wife, like Mm -hmm. you can go like, he'll never do that. But the fact that the wives have to do that Mm -hmm. now he gets to play the card of like, you left, you gave gave up on us, left him blindsided. Now something, something interesting that I want to talk to you about was Robin does seem a bit bugged that, they're having this conversation and Mary's essentially moving away. Now, I, I think you're on this with me. Are you under well, are you under the opinion that Mary still contributes to the family fund? Oh, yes, absolutely. At this point, yes. Okay, now here's the riddle. In some ways, I feel like yes, Robin is trying to keep Mary in this. Mm-hmm. Now, I would be fascinated. One, I need confirmation if Mary's even contributing to the family fund. Yes, I think she is. If at this point, because Cody and Mary are so separated, so separated. I mean, even Cody's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not interested in that. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, that's, that's fine, buddy. But I'm going to stop contributing to the family fund yeah. now. Now, how would these opinions change? Would Mary, or excuse me, would Robin cast Mary aside Because right now we think like this is fake. Like this is not a real friend. Yeah. And in our, we're probably totally wrong, but this is just the way we've built up Robin and partly Cody because of Robin's spending. But Robin is probably protecting the family pot and she needs money to keep coming in. Yeah. And if Mary leaves, that is a huge blow because Christine's, I mean, excuse me, Janelle's already kind of going that way anyways. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, it's always been about what Mary can do for Robin. That's the basis of their entire friendship of this relationship. It was the introduction. It was the start of the relationship. It was a secret start of the relationship before Janelle and Christine even got to hang out or get to know Robin, to know if we wanted to bring this person into the family. So it's always been Mary sticking up for Robin. But I guess, do you think Robin would approach it the same way if Mary wasn't contributing to the family, the oh, family no. fund. No, it wouldn't be like, please stay. It would be like, yeah, Mary was awful and we're better off without her. Cody's heartbroken. I hope in the the tell-all, that would be, oh man, if I could vote on, I mean, it's it's so hard. There's so many questions I can wish that they asked or the host asked, but it's just not going to happen, right? That's like, mm-hmm. you know, dreamland, but. That's one that I wish would like barely make the cut of at this point, like even given your relationship with Cody and you're sort of not totally in the family mix, like are you still contributing to the family fund at this moment in time? Mm -hmm. I think that would be fascinating. We've never learned about finances, so I'm sure we're not getting it now, but I would love that. Mary directly says, there's no question, Robin, he's done with me. Robin tearing up in true Robin fashion says he talks about us all being on the property. Stop right there. You notice she didn't respond at all 
when Mary said he's done with me to that statement. She doesn't respond no. at all. Nope. She doesn't say no. Yeah. Like nothing. Just but the property. We're going to live near each other. Mary says that she has heard Cody say unkind things about her and has made it clear where he is in the relationship. How can he hardly talk to me, but also want me on the property? She then asks Robin. So if you and Janelle are okay with him, then he's cool with plural marriage? Robin, confused, asks, what do you mean? And Mary clarifies that this is the only plural marriage he has left. Robin defends Cody to say, it's not like he has given up on plural marriage. I can only do what I can do. This is where Robin is backtracking just a little bit of going, yeah, you guys have all these issues, but I can only handle my relationship with Cody. Yeah. I can't get into all these others, especially you and Cody. But I'm going to give my opinion. (laughs) Cody says that me and Mary are getting along, but I don't want to reconcile the relationship. See, again, how can you say that and want somebody in in the same vicinity, in, it, literally your own property? Yeah. And I mean, there's this amazing point that was brought up. Cody himself says that he doesn't want to look bad in front of Robin, that the other wives leaving, the, it's almost like you can assume he means with the other wives leaving that makes him look bad to robin like a black bad plural husband no i i thought of it more as he can't tell mary to leave because then he'll look bad to robin because he did not support a sister wife and i i think that encompasses everything that's going on his lack of working on things with christine his lack of working on things with janelle his relationships with his children he knows this makes him look bad but, but he's going to be the victim to robin that all the wives treated him so badly and blindsided him this is why i think the community sometimes questions robin's intelligence is that you, you can say this but just look at this man's relationships with his other children or his lack of communication with them. Wouldn't that question someone's um, manhood or, you know, uh, the ability to be a father to this family? Because he's clearly failing mm-hmm. at all these other or all these other sections of the family. So you should already be losing respect for this man. Yes, absolutely. Mary says that she doesn't know the ins and outs of all of the relationships and wants to give people respect and space to figure it out. Robin says that she's torn between looking at Mary and saying, go find your happiness and also please figure it out here. This is weird from Robin because I think she's well aware of where Cody stands with Mary. Mm -hmm. I'm always confused because... What do you mean by figure it out here? What is there to figure out? Cody and I are friends. We're never going to be more than friends anymore. That's life. That's where our chapter ends. She should be telling Cody that. Like, what else are we figuring out? Mm -hmm. If you were a good friend, you would tell her the former. Like, go find happiness. Yes. Maybe possibly go find another husband, Mm -hmm. a partner. Just go have fun. You don't even have to be with anyone. True. Very true. That's what a good friend would say. A good friend wouldn't say, nope, just stick around for 10 more years. He might call you one day. Like, that's not a good friend. 
In the last scene of the episode, Robin says, I love Cody, but I never wanted to live polygamy. I wanted to live plural marriage and I'm starting to feel tricked or something. That people are making decisions about my life. It's making me very angry. This is such a selfish take because, okay, you're in this family living plural marriage with, yes, you have this joint family, but you also have these individual relationships, husband and wife, things go south. The wife has the courage to say, you know what? This isn't working for me. I want a divorce. Inevitably enough dominoes fall. Now you're living your standard husband and wife roles and She's reading that as other people are making decisions for her. Mm -hmm. That's wild to me. No. Again, the repercussions of your actions, the reaction to your actions. You set this up from the very beginning. It would be so fascinating if in the long run, we are so wrong about Robin. No, I I, I don't think we are. I don't think we are, but I think it'd be just what an incredible twist. But. She's getting caught in too many conflicting stories now. The only way, well, probably more than one way, I think the ultimate card they have to deal on this show to keep it alive is for Cody to look for another wife. And it would be must-watch TV. It would, but I he would never. He would never. That's his soulmate. That's it. He drove away three wives for this woman. Absolutely not. I agree, but what I'm trying to say is if TLC wanted to keep it going, that is their trump card. Oh, that's a guarantee. Multi-other seasons. Trump card. On the next episode, we see Janelle and Christine hanging out with Gwen and Gabe, and I believe Garrison. We see the beanbag chair, so I'm curious about timeline here. We see that Mary finally tells Cody that she's moving the business, but I do not see Robin. So I'm curious if Robin couldn't handle it. We know she's not busy doing other stuff, so I don't know what happened there. Plot twist. The beanbag was way too big for Janelle's apartment, so she brought it back with the boys. (laughs) Maybe. That's the only thing that sets the timeline correctly. Cody says Mary's move has no effect on him, but he is worried that Robin will lose respect for him. And then in an interesting twist, we see Janelle and Cody celebrate her birthday, which I cannot wait to see how that goes, because I don't know how we go from I have no interest to celebrating a birthday together. But remember, I think they mentioned like four months has passed. So yes. we're in June-ish time. And how many times have he reached out to her in those four months? Two? Two By more? By the way, I want to just thank production for the crazy amount of time jumps we're about to have. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Very appreciated. We're getting like slowly actually caught up. Again, I don't think much is going to come from this. I think it's just two friends on a stroll and it's one of their birthdays. Probably. I don't think Janelle's getting sucked back in. Anything else this week? No. Thank you for recording with me. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you all for listening. Good episode. Not great. Good. Pretty good. Looking forward to the next one and we'll hope you join us. Thank you all for listening, for hanging out with us, for interacting with us. You guys are so nice. You are the absolute best and sweetest to us and we appreciate every single one of you. I hope your week is going well and that you have some relaxation. I hope you're enjoying October. It's one of my favorite times of the year. 
beautiful in the Northwest and it makes me so happy. Let me tell you, I put a hoodie on for the first time since winter and it was glorious. <laughs> I hope you guys have a great weekend and we'll talk to you soon. Take care. I'll talk to you later.